0: Hello, and welcome to the Build and Bunter podcast, the show that's all about compositions on products, startups, and user engagement on the African continent. I am your host, Kelvin Oshira. Now, in today's episode, it's pretty special. We're bringing on a special guest to discuss two things we are passionate about here, that is product and entrepreneurship. My guest today is a namesake. Uh yeah, so she's also or Washira, and she'll talk to her- to us about her life as a lead product manager and what led her to this. We'll also further discuss some of our entrepreneur fits and how it's helped her in becoming a great PM. Be sure not to miss out. So you have to wait till the very end. It gets better as it goes along, right? Okay, so uh, Cavendish Washera is the lead PM at uh, Art Research Bookmark. She's also the director of product at Analog Teams. Cavendish has extensive experience in UX design, UX research, and product. And that's what we will be focusing mostly on today. She's also an entrepreneur, farmer. We've had those rumors. And basically a superhero. She does it all, basically. Uh, today, she she's going uh, to... Share with us her experiences um, across her career, and also how she came into the world of product. Thank you for joining us, Caroline. Thank in. you for oh.
1: playing here. <laughs> great, great, great,
0: great, great. Thank <laughs> you. For, this is our very a second episode, so it's pretty special, right? So yeah, a very, so very special guest here. So cool. as just to get onto the juice of the market, so. I'd just like uh start off from the very beginning. How did it all start for you? How did you get in the world of software? Right. There are rumors you were born here in Africa or in Kenya here, somewhere in Kenya. So just just confirm to us, right? Just confirm <laughs> to us, all these rumors, Right?
1: <laughs> okay. Um so after high school, I pursued um a computer course, um, computer forensics, computer security forensics, right? So um, that's how I kind of got into the whole software world. Because um, just in that process of taking that course, I learned about coding. Um, I had to like it was more of a self-taught kind of journey. So I learned how to code because I had to do gigs to survive in campus, right? So that's how I got got started okay. into the whole software development stuff. Which campus? I kind of continued. <laughs> Juiced Geramo, <laughs> okay, just, all okay. the way in Bondo, right? So, You're right. You're
0: right. okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's how I got my degree. Um, so when I was still pursuing my degree, I you know, I started, I continued doing software development, so I didn't stop doing that. And I did like a number of projects, um, both for like paid gigs and also like personal projects just to build on my experience. Oh. Um, and then I just doing gigs after uni and trying to look for a job at the same time. Um, and then I applied for an entrepreneurial program um, right after uni, After graduating in 2017 in Ghana. I got in and then um, during that program, I also got a chance to learn more about software development, um, continue doing software development as well, but also learned a lot um, in terms of business acumen as well. So that's how I got into the whole software world.
0: Okay, started. that's good. That's good. Let's go, let's then... just, oh, sorry, 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 <laughs> oh, sorry, carry on, yeah. please,
1: yeah, uh-huh. um, yeah, yes, yeah, and then um, pertaining to the rumors, I was born here, <laughs> in <Clint>. Kenya, <laughs> I was born <laughs> okay. here in a small town called Nyeri. so, yeah.
0: The reason there are rumors is the name Cavendish. It's not a very common oh, Kenyan name, right? Oh, so it, where, yes. where, where how did it come around? Have you ever asked your parents what Cavendish <laughs> means?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh the big props to my dad. Um, he's the one who gave me that name. Um, so I think I wasn't really keen about it until later in life. When Paul used to ask me for the meaning, and I'm like, I don't know. Does a name need to have a meaning? Um so when I just asked him about it and he told me about this scientist who discovered hydrogen. It's called um, Henry Cavendish, right? And then I also later came to learn there's a certain breed of bananas called Cavendish. So there's a giant Cavendish and a dwarf Cavendish. So my dad taught both chemistry and agriculture. So I honestly don't know in which field he took the name from. And <laughs> gave it wow. to me. I think it's from either of them. Because the name does exist in both, in both subjects. So that's how I got my name.
0: Well, we don't have to guess its favorite fruit, huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love that. but I don't. Okay, bananas.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm assuming. Let's just look at the software background. I'm assuming, um, to I, even as a lady, right? Um, anything mm-hmm. in terms of software engineering. It's all very common. I, unless nowadays it's actually quite improved, but back then, like in my own engineering class, there were like six ladies out of sixty, right? So there must mm-hmm. have been people who influenced you, who encouraged you, even when you're looking for gigs, have helped you out. People who've just been pushing you to become the best at what you do. Um, are there, did you have mentors? Are there people who've actually stood with you, stood by you, stood? Mm-hmm. You've stood on their shoulders. Who would you actually just mention in your roll call of honors? Eh?
1: Okay, um, I think I think the first person I'd mention is my brother. So I have a twin brother who's a software engineer. So oh, a he, twin. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So his his passion for like software stuff that's what really got me interested in the field in the first place, mm-hmm. and he really like you know supported me throughout my whole journey because it wasn't even as easy right even in my class we weren't as many ladies as we were as were guys um but I still like continued pushing it and just really doing it so my brother was one of my support systems and then I also had uh, another friend called Einstein back in I know you know Einstein um we didn't meet him once so he was also a good support system for me during uni Mm-hmm. um And then my parents, basically, because my parents didn't really like try to coerce me to take like a specific course. So once I mm-hmm. told my dad that, you know, this field seems interesting, was like, you know, go for it, right? And they were supportive of my journey throughout. So I'd say my family and just a few friends were like my, my support system when I got into the whole software world. Okay,
0: okay, that's all good. That's all good.
1: Support system even now. Uh-huh. as i continue like getting other people into my support system like those ones that i started with they're still there till now so that has been a blessing for me
0: well that's really good that's really good shout out to them right mm-hmm. look at the results eh? yeah yeah so <laughs> um so let's look at this so um, i you i do know you for a while right so i know you're also into entrepreneurship right um, so I'm I'm curious in the software, as you're developing your career, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What what came first, is this the entrepreneurship route or the career route? Like what what did you dive into first? Because some people handle it differently. Some people just like myself, mm. I just went into entrepreneurship route. Right now I'm into career. Right. So what what came first for you, basically? Like uh, as you, as you developed. Um Uh, because you told me you went for a program in Ghana right did you have a career before going to Ghana or what started for you right because I know you have a few businesses you you, you've been involved in
1: Mm, okay so for me it's entrepreneurship that is what came for me first before career Um, because when I was in my second year I started a business with my dad um I think I was actually in TV once back in 2014.
0: Really, really. Tell us, of tell our us. business.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was I was featured in TV um because of the business that we were running. So we started a sugarcane juice processing plant in Nyeri. Mm. Right. So um that's why I really got my hands into like the whole entrepreneurship um and like you know, just experiencing the whole aspect of, like, wearing different hats. You know, you're the one managing the accounts, you're the one managing the team, you're the one managing the the customers, the marketing, and all that kind of stuff. Today you're making good money, tomorrow you're making, like, $200. bucks you are like, what is going on? But I think one thing I really learned from that whole journey is just the aspect of showing up, right? Regardless of how you feel that day when you wake up, you know, just show up, right? So I'd say for me, entrepreneurship is working fast because, I started the whole entrepreneurship thing like when I was still in uni right and that's what got me like more interested in it so after I started that business after campus I tried the whole career route but it didn't work out so when I saw there was an opportunity to learn like to get a sponsored kind of experience learning entrepreneurship I went mm-hmm. for it because I kind of dipped my my legs in it before and i was like oh this is not actually bad so why not try it again right so entrepreneurship is what came for me first
0: okay and how did that um could you okay first of all you have to give your business a shout out right i'm pretty sure it's the best sugar juice in yeri. i've tested it yes. so i i speak yes. <laughs> i speak out of experience so could you please give your business a shout out and also tell us about any other products because uh maybe you have created or other businesses just expand a bit more let's just know about that side of you
1: okay um so shout out to joker farm races and Sa- mhm joker <laughs> farm <laughs> yes so it's uh. called joker farm um or joker sugar cane juices people in town call it joker sugar cane juices or you, you just ask when you go like when you go to uptown, the uptown part of Nyeri, you just ask where do people where do people take sugar cane juice. You'll be brought directly to where we are. So shout out to that business. It really taught me a lot. Um. So we we extract like natural fresh sugar cane juice, and we just um combine it with natural flavors. You know the likes of lemon tangawizi, You know them, mm. and then something else we actually do as well. Um. We're very huge on environment conservation. So. The waste that we produce from our business, we use it to make organic fertilizer. Um, wow. And we've been selling that as well. So organic fertilizer and livestock feed. So that is another chain of products that we also have at Joker Farm Resources and Services in Yeri Town. Be sure to visit us after <laughs>
0: <laughs> yo, <guys. laughs> it's all good. Cavendish is actually been a bit modest. You've actually won a few grants, with Joker Farm, right? Well, uh, once, little... <laughs> <when> <laughs> once. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yo, it's not easy, yo. but um, yeah, Joker Farm. Tell us how big that is. Like, how many people in the business? How how long has it been there? Like, mm-hmm. and since you are also doing a full time job uh, as a mm-hmm. lead product manager, who handles the day to day running of Joker Farm?
1: Okay, um, so Joker Farm has been there since 2014, right? So it started as a sugar cane juice business um, specifically, but now we've kind of branched into different things. So our second business, which, is, which deals with the organic fertilizer and the feeds, um, started in 2017, right? So it's not so old as the sugar cane juice business. Um, so my family basically handles that fully, Fully, I, I sort of shifted from that um, to some capacity and they're the ones who handle it. My mom handles the juice business. My dad handles the fertilizer and the feeds business. Um, So I do help like in terms of like research or reach out, um, business development, marketing, especially when you talk of leveraging the online space, right? So um, I do help in that capacity, but they're the ones who are mostly involved. So that gives me the, uh, the ability to be able to, of my own as well so yeah the team is not like so huge um the team is small Mm -hmm. but we don't mind because we're still able to do what we want um of course as the as as the company scales we do expect the team to scale as well Mm -hmm. but right now we are a good manageable number it's a small team still but we still get stuff done so yeah so we're good
0: okay all right that's crazy okay cool now let's let, let's get interested let, let's at least shift gears to your product career right so um what do you currently do like, just just give us an outline of the many hats Cavendish wears um on a day to day basis i know we work together but the other people don't know, so <laughs> please just just um, tell us
1: okay okay so i am a lead product manager and i'm also a ux researcher and i'm a director of products Right. So that's what I usually do. So I mainly manage products that we build under analog teams. And one of those products happened to be a research bookmark. Right. And under the whole product aspect or product development, there's something called UX research. So I manage that as well. So that is what I do on a day to day basis. Just managing and conversing and meeting with the respective team members and just building products in a, on a continuous basis. So that's what I usually do.
0: Okay, great, great. Now, look, um, I know as we do, we talk about these terms every day, UX research, product management, There's some people who have absolutely no clue what this is, right? So Mm
1: -hmm. first of all,
0: could you just, instead of saying UX, UX research, just explain what is the difference between a UX, what's a UX researcher, what's a product manager? Is that the same as a project manager? What's that? What's that? Like for someone who probably has never heard of the terms, what's, what's the difference? Product management, product marketing, UX research. What is that? Mm-hmm. What is that? What would you say if you had to explain to someone who's never had it?
1: Okay. Um, so UX research is the process of... Um, collecting data, analyzing data, talking to users to determine if the product that you've built or the product you're about to build is actually going to solve the problem that they are experiencing or if it's a product that you've already built to determine if it's actually solving the problem that you guys as a team wanted wanted to solve, right? So UX research is all based on research around users of a product. Right. Um, so product management is just like that process of, um, you know, building the product. You know, there's a lot of planning. There's a lot of forecasting. Um, there's a lot of now development and then marketing, right? So when you talk about product management, it's that whole process of handling product from from the um, idea concepts stage to when it actually goes into the market until maybe its value is actually depleted and then maybe something else comes up, right? When you talk about project management, product management, is a, it's all about um, managing a product within a specific deadline or a specific date and within like a specific set of, um, or within a, spe- a very specific scope, right? So, and then our product management is that process of launching the product into the market. So when I look at those three things, product mm-hmm. management, Project Management and product marketing, I feel like there's a process right so a project a project manager will work on maybe a very specific project within a specific scope and a specific timeline, mm-hmm. and then when they are done, they can actually hand it over to a product manager who now runs it on a continuous basis until maybe the value of that specific product is depleted mm-hmm. right and then our product ma- the product manager is the one who handles the product marketing right so that whole aspect of defining positioning your product right Um, refining the or defining the value proposition um, and then also like communicating both to your sales team and to your customers about what your product or what value your product is actually offering
0: seems like this is a team right seems like it's a team right if for well-defined like UX researcher seems like they work super closely with the product manager and the product marketing Uh, it seems like it's that kind of relationship isn't it
1: Yes, yes. Um, so a UX researcher, actually, in some instances, they can work with you know, all the departments, right? So especially the product managing department or product manager and the marketing department. Because when you analyze data as a UX researcher, once you've talked to users, it can impact any department or any part of the team, right? You can come up with insights or findings that can impact the roadmap that was worked on by a product manager. When you come up with something like uh, personas or user archetypes, they can impact the marketing department in terms of what, how they actually they're supposed to create their copy or who they're supposed to actually be talking to, right? So as a UX researcher, you in most of the cases the findings that you come up with, I usually feel I, I usually feel like it's an advisable thing as a UX researcher to see how does your findings affect or impact every member of the product team that you work with? How does it impact the marketing department? How does it impact the product manager? How does it impact the developers and the designers, right? So
0: So it's just not not the consumers, it's also the company itself, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Because you're not only dealing with whoever you're building for, you're also dealing with whoever is building for, whoever you're building for, right? So you kind of need to make sure that every member of the team, as a UX researcher, they're able to empathize with whoever they're actually building for. Only then will they be able to build the right thing for, for whoever you are targeting.
0: Wow, it's crazy interesting. Yeah. Now, according to you, right? What makes mm-hmm. a great great UX researcher or a great PM in an organization, right? What, What, what traits would you think like, hey, that one is someone maybe would fit well in an organization in this role as a UX researcher or a product manager? Like let's start with the UX researcher, yeah. right? What makes a great yeah. UX researcher according to you? What are the traits?
1: Um, I think someone who's very open and communicative and someone who loves talking to users. Someone who's just very inquisitive to find the reason behind the why. Like why? You're always looking for answers to the question why as a UX researcher. So if you're someone who loves talking to users, or someone who loves validating ideas or concepts, um, Mm. you can really fit in as a UX researcher because the one thing that UX researchers spend doing is you're researching. So you're either talking to users, you're either doing desk research or the competitive analysis, or you're you're doing like um, preliminary research, you're either reading like literature reviews or whichever area you you might be focusing on that kind of person who's curious and inquisitive and someone who like loves talking to people Mm. right so I feel like that's what makes a great UX researcher but also someone who's able to communicate because at the end of the day if you if you have great insights but you don't know how to communicate them to your team they're not going to be able to implement them so you need to learn how to communicate or tailor your findings to whoever you could be speaking to because if you're speaking to stakeholders in the suit, you have Mm. to speak in that kind of a business language sort of thing Mm. because you have to make them relate or what your findings have to relate to what their end goal is right so communication skills is a very I feel like it's a key requirement for a UX researcher and it's something Mm -hmm. that of course not everyone is like perfect when it comes to communication skills so it's something we build on to or improve on over time. I've been doing that too. Like, I can't say my communication skills specifically perfect,
0: right? mm-hmm. but
1: it's something that I've just been working on over time. Just how I communicate. She communicates you.
0: very well. She communicates yeah. very well. So what, what about a great PM? What makes a great product manager for an organization?
1: Um, I would say a strategic, a, a planner. Right. Um, mm. someone who's very strategic, someone who loves planning, someone who can be able to see ahead. Right. So there are people I know there are people who are very skilled in terms of seeing the long-term goal. Mm. And I feel PMs should actually be equipped with that because when you're a PM, you're sort of like a CEO of a product, even though it's not like a formal title. So you have to be able to kind of see where is your product heading, right? Where mm. is your product heading in five or ten years? What are those long-term goals? And then out of the goal, those goals, you have to create strategies to be able to achieve those goals, right? Mm. And, and then and then also that I feel like what makes a PM as well is someone who's curious, curious enough to understand the products that you, you and your team are building. The more you understand your product, the better you can be able to come up with plans to be able to position it, the better you're able to understand who you're building for so you are able to kind of work with the marketing team to see how best you can capture that kind of a target audience, right? So mm-hmm. just being, being very curious to understand your product mm-hmm. because you have to also understand the product not only because of who you're targeting but also because of who you're working with. If you're able to understand your product even in a, from a technological point of view even though it's a little bit, Mm-hmm. It makes it easier for you to be able to have conversations with the developers. So when it comes to like cost versus benefits kind of scenarios, mm-hmm. you're really able to understand why maybe you need to incur a certain cost to implement it as any technology because you're the one at the end of the day who has to go and communicate to the to the leads that we need this budget approved because we need to use this technology because of ABCD. So if you're curious to understand how your product works or what your product is made of and who you're targeting, I feel like that can make you a very great PM.
0: That's quite interesting. Okay, cool. So you've mentioned you're an entrepreneur background. So has any part of your background as a founder or someone who's in entrepreneurship helped in your current role as now as a lead PM at Analog teams? Yes, Mm
1: -hmm. yes. Um, I think
0: expand?
1: what um, I think what entrepreneurship really did for me, it kind of made me open minded and flexible in terms of how I think, and yeah. also the aspect where like I had to wear mm. the different hats. I was developing, designing, marketing. Like I was still doing everything. So you, as an entrepreneur, you find yourself wearing the different hats, and in some way, it does teach you a lot of things within a short period of time. But mostly it it really opens up your mindset or it loosens your mindset where you're not really boxed to one perspective, right? So it's easier for you to kind of like take in whatever feedback you may be given, process it and, you know, just kind of maybe like even try, you, you kind of go into ho- this whole experimental phase where you're not afraid to like try things, right?
0: Uh-huh. Um, and I feel
1: like as a PM, it's really, it really benefits when you are open-minded or you're flexible enough to like experiment things, experiment ideas, experiment concepts, right? So I feel like that is what really helped me. And just that that experience, I was able to wear different hats. It makes it easier for me to be able to learn how to handle a team. So I'm dealing with a product team. I'm dealing with the marketing. I'm dealing with the leads.
0: Mm. Okay. All right. So,
1: All so right. just being able to Maneuver and understand how to work with these different people. I feel like it stemmed from the aspect of having that opportunity to wear different hats. So yes, I do feel like as a founder, actually, mm. it did help me to really understand how to become a PM.
0: Okay. Now, now you're just we're just switching into the next question, right? So mm. I'm pretty sure you're. I know, I know. Since of the thing, what is it, you're working on a product, a great product. Could you tell us what that is about? Why is it needed? Why do we need this product in this world, right? And what, what is exciting about this product that you're working on that you can't wait to tell all of our listeners about it?
1: Um, okay, so our product is called Research Bookmark, right? So Research Bookmark, it started as an archive or a, rib- a library. A library of UX research. research. (laughs) So it started as an archive or a collection of UX research resources. So we created like this whole one-stop shop where you could access articles, books, tools, methods, um, conferences, communities, all that kind of stuff that are in the UX research space, right? So that is what we started off. And then we continuously evolved into something that is... um, I would say more advanced or more resourceful to the same target audience that we've been targeting since we started, and what we currently are is a search engine so research bookmark is officially now a search engine for UX research or for the, UX, the, the product for product research um, teams right so we' are essentially like a Google of the UX field so we are that search engine that serves people in the UX or generally researchers because we do have researchers in the social sciences field like psychology, anthropology, um, researchers from academics who also use our product um, but we mainly built it for people in the UX space both UX designers, um, UX researchers, product managers as well or basically anyone who actually interacts with UX researchers they can actually use our search engine so what you do is the same thing that you do on Google you go and key in um, whatever you're trying to look for. And what we do is bring results. So just make it easier for you to get to what you're trying to get to in a faster way without having to sift through a gazillion results like what you do on Google.
0: Um, it's funny. <laughs> I am on the products actually. As much as my product <laughs> as it is anyone, I'm excited about it. Um, yeah. So when, when we say the Google, like, why would um, a UX research team Right, because we get asked mm-hmm. this question a lot. Right, why would a mm-hmm. UX research team use our product to search bookmark and not just mm-hmm. use Google? Right, I'm not not saying that. Why, why would they prefer to use us over them? Like, well, what what kind of those traits did we actually put that or makes it stand out in that way?
1: Mm, I think one is um, time saving. Right, so when you're using Google, Google has so many search results that could come across as related, but they're very distinct, right? So when you're using a product, a product is like sort of niche. So it's sort of focused on a specific field. So when you're searching for something, you are guaranteed that the search results that you're going to get, they're related to that field, right? Mm -hmm. So it saves time in terms of the search results that you get. So you are are able to get to a specific search result in a faster manner. And second is the... um, this thing keeps keeping my mind.
0: I can
1: help. Uh, uh, <laughs> <a little. laughs> no, 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 no! I need, <laughs> I to, no <laughs> there's something stuck in my mind. I'm trying to bring it out, mm. right? Um, so, just that aspect of um, okay, what I, what what I said first was you know you're able to get to your search results at a faster rate, right? And then, um, uh, what else? we have like the way we've kind of categorized our search results we've categorized them based on the ux space or the ux research space so we've understood what our users consume and how they consume information so that's how we've actually categorized our search results so if you're a more of a visual kind of consumer we have categories for that if you're a very deep dive kind of a consumer who prefers um like reading taking looking at like research papers or journals we right. have that as well if you're a kind of a social results kind of a consumer maybe you want to know what LinkedIn is saying about recruiting um participants right you can actually be able to get that as well and then we also have courses and jobs categories as well so if you're looking for a specific course for something that you maybe a, a specific research method you mm. can get that as well Right. Okay. So um, like it's very I would say it, it's, it's sort of we sort of built this product based on how we've understood our consumers consuming information. Mm. So it's a very different journey from how you'd actually consume this type of information on Google. Like we don't restrict people from using Google, but you will spend quite a lot of time before getting the specific search that you're looking for as compared to using our platform. Mm-hmm. Now
0: oh, add your pointers, because I know you have something to add as well. OK, 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 well, <laughs> uh, I I did work on the MVP. It's super exciting. I mean, it's the first search engine I've, I've built so far. I mean, and it was super interesting to, to actually realize I cannot build a search engine. Um, what I did like about the platform is that not only is that, you see, we actually utilize the homepage, right? People see the Google homepage they've made the google homepage to focus on search but as we actually innovated around the homepage to actually include things like communities right i would i don't have to search on google and find like a ton of communities uh, i could use for ux research as we've outlined them there tools i could use as a professional um uh vocabulary uh dictionary terms that we could use right conferences that i could actually attend so it comes there and someone feels very welcome right this is a place in which i'm learning about communities a whole aspect so the product was created in a sense that someone in the ux research field would actually feel very welcome in terms of them using and also if they actually doubt they actually doubt the search the search works just as good right so you're not just getting search you are the whole thing so the way we think about it is like google is an ocean we are a lake Right? and we are a lake that caters to UX researchers. So if you're trying to fish, as a UX researcher, why, why go to an ocean where you have every type of fish that you don't need come to our lake? I shall just fish UX research fish right (laughs) I know know it's a it's a it's a a weird it's a weird terminology but that's how I see that's how I see like instead of just trying to go and find information don't do come to our lake where you can find very collected information and find what you need as soon as possible among other tidbits right that just kind of makes a place you'd want to work on so yeah i'm I'm super excited about this product i've been talking to customers we launched it and guys if you're a ux researcher selling the product please do try to our search engine, researchbookmark.io right among other amazing things because i can't stop selling anyway so as we move <laughs> forward okay <laughs> no no, no. I, I mean as a pm i mean you should be excited about the products you're working on and i have yes I have worked on like five products the last, I don't know how many months. And it's interesting that each one I keep loving and I keep getting. So I'm trying not to be attached so much. But I I definitely love the work we've done on Research Bookmark and the progress we've been making. Now, back to you. Back to you. There are rumors, Mm -hmm. the very big rumors, that you're a salsa dancer. Please confirm or deny in the Build and Banter podcast about (laughs) your Kizomba. Yeah, just 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 tell 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 our listeners where they can find you, shaking shaking things. Are you on TikTok? Oh my God! Please, please just 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 tell us.
1: Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, Uh, I'm I'm not. I am on there, but I don't post anything. I just go on TikTok to watch mostly food video food videos. And are few, you a dancer like, first I'm of really all confirm
0: easy. confirm what da- are you a dancer
1: i love dancing but i'm not a professional <laughs> dancer but i love oh. dancing um okay. i especially social dances, the salsa kizomba bachata stuff um i actually used to train back in uni mm-hmm. um since my first year i i i, I joined this, the social dance club and um in my fourth year i was like the 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 lead right for that group and I majorly did a lot of training, right? So I was really passionate about it. And I trained the 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 different um groups that came in, right? So my passion of for, for SASA has not died. I still did that when I went to Ghana and I started going for the different ones. This one specific one that I go to at Sarit, they always have it every Friday. Um mm-hmm. so Yeah, so if you ever find me there, (laughs) just mean you had a podcast.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure we have so many Zomba dancers there, but it's all good. Okay, all right. So this has been super helpful to a lot of people, right? But now I'm pretty sure a lot of people are looking up to you who want to actually get to be a lead product manager at either working for companies outside of Africa like Analog or inside the continent that are growing up. What type of advice would you give aspiring PMs here on the African continent? I mean, this is, we we are, we are trying to kind of like, this is our target. These are the people who, who want to hear this message about all these alternate careers, right, that are coming off in regards to software or other things. What advice would you give to these aspiring product managers or UX researchers here on the continent?
1: Um, so what I would... My advice that I have for PMs or aspiring PMs is to go for it, right? I don't feel like there's anything that should really constrain someone from pursuing a career in product management. So if you really want to pursue a career in PMing, go for it. That's the first advice I would give, right? And then the second one I would give is, um, you know, just be curious, right? When I talk of curiosity is, if you're curious enough to learn about the field, take whatever measures that you need to take. If you need to take a course to really understand the field, go ahead and take a course, right? Um, if you want to take a more kind of experience-led kind of route, I feel like the best way to learn how to be a PM is to really like try, try building products, even though it's for personal purposes, right? I feel like for me, if I if I wasn't in the whole entrepreneurship field, I wouldn't have become like passionate or curious about building products and try like building products of my own mm. to to you know to this current point that I'm in. So I feel like just that attempt to try and build your own product, even though it's like a website or something, just try to build something. I feel like it makes people understand the whole PM um, career or the whole PM job a bit better than so. Some- So you can either take the, the route of taking courses or attending trainings, right, which is not a bad thing, actually, because you can get a certification. I feel that helps when it comes to advancing your career. Or you can take a, an experienced, a more experienced kind of route or an experience led kind of route where you build as you learn. So you're building a product and learning the whole PMing um, aspect at the same time. Right. And then something else I feel is really important is find a mentor. I feel like when you actually have a mentor, like they actually help you to stay grounded, but they also teach you things that you you are yet to know. And they also provide you like opportunities where you can actually get to practice what you're learning. Right. So find a good mentor that you feel was in the film field that you feel can actually inspire you to learn about PMing and to, you know, to be like a great PM as well. So those are the three um advices that i have um you know go for it um take a course if you have to or take an experience led kind of route and then find a mentor
0: wow okay guys you have had it that's probably the best new point advice coming should give you to get to where she's at or even better right so you've Mm -hmm. only had it on the building banter podcast yeah Yeah. Uh, africa's product podcast right I would love us to stay tuned for our next episode. Dropping in a week's time where we bring someone super cool who's actually building a great, great business as we speak right now. So he's gonna come and inform us all about all of that. So keep it keep it locked. We'll keep the conversation going on the impact of great products on our lives. All right. See you next week.